Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Ghostbusters. In the year 1984, women knew their place. But in 2016, they thought they could bust ghosts. Ain't no bitches gonna bust no ghosts. <laughs> yes, uh, this is Matt. This is Luke. Welcome to our sci-fi sanctuary. It is April, and for April we are discussing films we legitimately don't like. But this is April 1st. Spoiler, we, we, we like this one. Yeah, I, re- I like this one better than the original. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, there's only there's only three people in the world, I think, that like this movie. Or three men, my, my daughter and my wife like it. <laughs> there's, there's you, there's <laughs> me, and there there's our guest today returning from uh, Gonzo-rific underground cinema, uh, Andrew Shearer. Definitely loves this film. Hello. Hey, yeah, no, I um, I paid to see it uh, ten times when it was in theaters. Granted, this was back in the movie pass days, <laughs> so you know they were they weren't like they were discounted tickets, but still, yeah, I went ten times. Yeah, uh, your record is no, your record's Rocky Horror, but uh, what, what, Pulp Fiction still beat that, right? Um, Pulp Fiction was seventeen. Oh, okay. uh, but it was out. But that was in theaters for a year. Yeah. See, I thought it was fourteen. <laughs> so he's on a few more times. I thought I was ridiculous for seeing Transformers four six times. <laughs> <laughs> see, I did see Pulp Fiction about four or five times, but not not like this guy. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that movie for years. One day I'll watch. It's what? It's the Big Lebowski effect. I've seen it so many times I can't watch it anymore. Yeah, you've talked about <laughs> yeah. that before. That's the thing. I quit watching it after Lebowski because I thought Lebowski was better. <laughs> you yeah, can but... like two films. <laughs> it's allowed. <laughs> They're not like wives. But um, <laughs> anyway, I, 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 had, I had to ask Andrew to come here because, one, uh, when we were kids, we would pretend to be the Ghostbusters using his father's high-end photographic equipment. Okay, I thought you were going <laughs> to right. say, like, around the urinal. <laughs> Don't cross the street. That too. Yeah. that too. Yeah, but no, no. His dad had all this real nice stuff, and we just used it in horrible ways. <laughs> and um, when this, the run up to this movie, I remember your Facebook almost looked like a production log for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was very, very excited to get. Uh, you know, honestly, I would have been very excited to get any uh, third Ghostbuster because uh, I was, I was never happy with two being the last Ghostbuster movie. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I ate up all the, the toys, the shows, every little bit of trivia I could get. And, um, you know, I, I sincerely thought there were so many false starts uh, for decades. I thought there would never be one. And then once it was clear one was going to happen, it could have been way worse than this. It could have been anything, and I would have been happy. But the fact that it was all women really blew my mind. I know in the 2000s, I know you're not a gamer, but there was a Ghostbusters game that they were touting as being a um, well, th- sort of a storyline. I was going to bring through. that up as well, yeah, because it actually, I think it 
took the script that was hanging around for Ghostbusters 3 and also brought all of the cast in for voice work. So it was the closest we got to a Ghostbusters 3 with the original Surviving 3 Ghostbusters. Okay. <clears throat> oh, so as, as I understand, it's a pretty mediocre game in yeah. terms of like playing a game. But Maybe that's why they didn't make the movie. Now, the only Ghostbusters I've played... Well, Andrew knows what this is. <laughs> oh, Sega. Yeah. <laughs> I also played that. Forgot all about this. Yeah. It's supposed to be a terrible game, but I know I loved it. I think you told me it was shit, but... <laughs> It's, it's been covered by... No, I mean, like, like, Andrew told me it was shit when I wanted to play it. No, I was going to say, but all, like, the shit games YouTube channels have done an episode on that one. It's, like, one of the infamous so-called bad games. Okay. But, yeah, I also had some fun with it, but I was, like, four, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I chose my games by which ones had the funniest death animations, because that's what I was seeing the most. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing rolling up to this is, um, so, when we got this, you know, my daughter loved it. We got the Lego set with this movie's Ecto-1, which is cooler than the uh, proper Ghostbusters set. Um, but yeah, then I was like, oh, let's watch the originals. And we put on Ghostbusters, and I hadn't seen it for a I'm like, oh my God, Bill Murray's so misogynistic in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it just never quite came through till after I'd seen this one. And then we watched Ghostbusters 2, and my, my family actually preferred Ghostbusters 2. Wow. I, that tripped me out. They, they liked that one better for whatever reason. I guess because the baby was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bill Murray does do a lot of films where old, gross Bill Murray gets with beautiful young actress. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I guess, uh, so... Uh, I was about to start talking about the original Ghostbusters and how that came about, but we're talking about 2016. So basically, yeah, this guy's uh, Facebook feed got me because I'd heard all the hate and kind of stepped back a little bit. Right. But uh, again, the the sort of Facebook production diary got me interested. And yeah, and I, the first five minutes of this movie, I actually did think I was not going to like it. Hmm. Something didn't sit with me well. And then it just started to click. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for me, I mean, this was 2016. So we were like, two years into Gamergate and everything. So I was becoming a freaking hardcore feminist, right? <laughs> and so I was seeing all like... Well, it's like Andrew was saying, because he was so desperate for a new Ghostbusters, it could have been anything and it would have been good. I was so desperate for just shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> I needed this film to be good. And I think I, I just dragged my then girlfriend to the cinema with it, who it turns out has a deathly fear of Mannequins. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I asked my daughter last night, I was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast about Ghostbusters. And I'm like, what, you know, what? And she brought up the mannequins too, I guess. Because yeah. I, I tend to forget the mannequins are there unless I'm watching it. Right. It's only because I've, they are two different girls who've been terrified of mannequins. Yeah. Um, and both, of, one of them I showed this, the other one I showed um, the first Christopher Eccleston Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I asked her, what was your favorite ghost? I thought she was going to say the lady in the Victorian house, but right. she was like, the mannequins! <laughs> no, so, they... Yeah, I guess that's, maybe it's like, you know, the Dracula um, uh, terrorizes women sort of thing, especially. Maybe the mannequins do, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I expect it would be like the, the green ghost, which is red in Lego form, by the way. Ah. The demon goes to the uh, comes with the Lego set and he's red. I thought that was weird. But, yeah, uh, the toy version is also red. Now that I think of it, I wonder if it was changed at the last minute to be green. Then Ghostbuster Green, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get a little deeper in this movie. I guess I will give a a, a stirring rendition of the plot. I suppose. Engage. Mm -hmm.
Dr. Aaron Gilbert is seeking tenure at Columbia University when a republished book about ghosts, written with her old friend and physicist colleague, Dr. Abby Yates, threatens to derail Aaron's efforts. Aaron confronts Abby, who now works at a low-rent technical college and demands that she retract the book. Abby agrees to do so if Dr. Gilbert will join her and her unhinged engineer, Jillian Holtzman, to investigate a haunting in a Victorian-era New York City mansion. The investigation results in a spectacular sighting of a malevolent apparition, and a resulting video posted online results in Aaron being fired from Columbia. But that's not a problem, as Aaron can work with the other two scientists at the technical college, at least until the low-rent dean realizes that they are doing paranormal work and fires a lot of them. Thus, the scientists move into the private sector to investigate ghost sightings, opening up shop above a Chinese restaurant under the name Conductors of the Metaphysical Examination. Their first client is Patty Tolan, a subway worker who spotted a ghost in one of the tunnels. The soon-to-be Ghostbusters spot the ghost, have a chance to test out their equipment, and take on Patty as a fourth partner as she knows quite a bit about New York City. Soon, the Ghostbusters have a public outing, blasting away and trapping a ghost at a metal concert. The city government would prefer the Ghostbusters lay low, but unaware to all, psychotic hotel employee Rowan North has been conjuring all of these ghosts with his own technology. He plans to use ley lines in the city to open up a portal to hell and bring in legions of malevolent ghosts to pester the world. The Ghostbusters figure this out and confront Rowan, who commits suicide by electrocuting himself on his own equipment. The city still refuses to recognize the Ghostbusters' legitimacy, while the ghost of Rowan possesses first Abby and then the <laughs> Ghostbusters' secretary, Kevin. As Kevin, Rowan returns to his tech and opens up the portal to the ghost world, pestering New York City. With the police and National Guard literally frozen by Rowan's new supernatural powers, it's up to the Ghostbusters to proton blast the ghosts on the streets of 70s Times Square and ultimately use the nuclear reactor on top of their car, the Ecto-1, to trap Rowan on the other side and seal the portal. Finally gaining the secret support of the city, the Ghostbusters move to their iconic firehouse and Patty catches a taped reference to Zool. Okay, we like to get behind the, the, the real life creative minds here, and um, I think Andrew has quite a bit of knowledge about both this group of actors and director Paul Fagg. Do you want to lead us off wherever you feel like? <laughs> Yeah, um, one of the many reasons I was freaking out uh, w about just the rumor uh, that out? Paul Feig was, well, <laughs> freaking out and geeking out, I, because uh, I rarely get into any television, and I was a major fan of the show Freaks and Geeks, which Paul Feig was one of the creators of. Um, I watched 
at the episodes. It was only one season, but I watched them. I taped them and watched them over and over again. I just thought between that and his books, um, Super Stud and Kick Me, he just really nailed something about the nerd, the geek experience, uh, and, uh, just how, just the painful awkwardness of it. And so I thought, well, this is a story about some nerds. <laughs> and so yeah. he's the perfect person to tell it, but also, um, he was really great. Um, the show Freaks and Geeks, the, the female characters are incredible. And so, um, being that I'm also a lifelong, uh, Saturday Night Live fan, I was just over the moon that, you know, this cast came from Saturday Night Live, which, you know, Melissa McCarthy is basically, she's kind of like how Alec Baldwin or Steve Martin is, basically a cast member, even though they were never properly. Um, and so it was just, to me, like kind of the perfect storm of things. That, that was going to be my question because, um, yeah, I know you're, you know, a lot more about SNL than I do, but, um, like, when this movie came out, I guess she was she was the film star. The others were straight up. Chris, Kristen Wiig had done some films by this point, right? Like a number of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was nothing. Uh, you know, Bridesmaids with, that she'd done with Paul Feig was was a, a big hit, and I have to say that probably that's what got the studio interested in Paul Feig making this movie was that Bridesmaids was huge. Yeah, I, I guess at this point in time, uh, McKinnon's probably the biggest star of this group. <laughs> uh, now, uh, yeah, ish, I guess. Well, at I least mean, she's Melissa still- McCarthy is... She's she's still... McCarthy's still, I think, maybe could open a movie, which, you know, we're kind of past the star era in terms of film. Now it's all, like, franchise and not necessarily stars, but she's still, I would say, a name in, in movies, whereas... Uh, McKinnon did the Spy Who Dumped Me, uh, and that that was like a bomb, you know. Yeah, I mean, she's basically the face of the uh, current strain of uh, politicized SNL uh, catching fire, I guess. <laughs> that's actually true. Yeah, she's Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Because uh, Alec Baldwin quit doing Trump, did he? Um, no, I, as, as I recall, he was still. Oh, okay. I, I, doing again, it. I'm asking you because you know. Um, uh, you can't satirize Trump is the problem, so they just they stopped getting shared. <laughs> um, yeah. How uh, do any of these names uh, gain traction in the in the UK? Do you, do you know what Freaks and Geeks is? <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul Feig is not. Well, also SNL is just not a thing outside of America. Right. Right. That's yeah. So Melissa um, McCarthy. What about her? I mean. She's, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. like well, you bring up like Bridesmaid, and a few of those films were pretty big, and a few of. Around election time, there's always some SNL skit that does make it across the pond. So, like, um, we used to see, like, Sarah Palin with uh, also Chops. Yeah, that's where I was thinking McKinnon probably shows up a bit in the UK. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In, in those roles. Although, I imagine not, not the ones where they're looking at the Democratic pi- primary so much. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're aware of, like, who Bernie is. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got our own problems. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, the only SNL sketch I ever knew was Dear Sister. <laughs> and I think di- this is where Leslie Jones got all the blowback from this movie. Is that correct? Because she got quite a she's one of those people who basically got run off of uh, social media uh, like uh, Marie Tran uh, with Star Wars. I would imagine so. Yeah. There, there are a lot of people. <laughs> People's a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, she, you know, she got got a double because, you know, not she wasn't just guilty of being a, a woman; she was also guilty of being a black woman, right? Which is, you know, that's double for for Twitter users. Well, also the 
my one complaint about this film was that the three white women get to be scientists, and again, the black character is just the one with street knowledge. Yeah, but she is sharper than Zedmore was at the yeah. original. Zedmore just wants a job. But it, it still feels like, oh, we couldn't have... She can't just be a scientist on equal footing with them. It has to be. Yeah, and that, that's where I, one thing I like, but also addresses that point, is I feel like they took a lot of the personality traits of the original Ghostbusters, which kind of mixed them all up. Divided like, them all up, yeah. For yeah. the most part, these characters don't like clearly apply to one of the well, original I'm, Ghostbusters. She does end up, of course... Like you say, being very sharp and knowledgeable, she knows like history and stuff. Yeah, because just that. But she had to be. A, she works on a train or whatever at the start, and she's yeah. a working man or whatever. Just felt like a weird. For some reason, they felt they had to do it that way. Because yeah, Zedmore in the original is um, yeah, basically like, token. Well, he <laughs> where, literally was right. Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We to throw in a black guy. <laughs> Patty is definitely a contributor. Yeah. <laughs> um, what what was the blow, uh, blowback, if you remember? Because, I, again, I was watching it from afar and didn't really see the nitty-gritty. Ain't no bitch is going to bust no butt ghost, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with, uh, in terms of Leslie Jones, she just didn't take it. You know, she was an active Twitter user, and so she responded to all of them. She just didn't take it. She she definitely handed their ass to them, like, daily, you know? <laughs> I guess I should have read that Twitter feed, except as we've talked about before, I don't really read Twitter feeds in general. <laughs> uh, you're 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 gonna live longer from not reading Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll stay off then. Uh, yeah. Uh, even Facebook is usually a train wreck in progress for most people. So. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. All of it. Um, I I don't know when is the time to talk about the the new one coming up. Is this the time? Because we've just talked all about right. all this. Groovy I actually talent. haven't watched that trailer yet. Oh, let's watch it live. Okay. <laughs> uh, I assume I well you. I think I looked at your Facebook clip for the video, so I know you've seen the trailer, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, a few times. It's played in theaters a couple of times too, and it's not out till well now. Who knows when it'll come out? Is that the one? Ghostbusters. Yes, it looks like the farm. Yes. Okay. Here we go. So Luke's having a look at this one. What are you okay. Doing? Honestly, oh, it's the Stranger Things kid. Stranger Things kid. So it's like Stranger TV. Kids Ghostbusters. This is creepy old farmhouse my grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here? Entertainment value? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Somehow. A town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate. Braun, that's a strong cough syrup in Japan. music even is shaking on a daily basis. Under the dining table now! Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? I thought it looked like Super 8. Mm-hmm. Same vibe as Stranger Things. Just Stranger Things is... I prefer. Yeah. I think it's I didn't like Super 8. A ghost trap? So I thought that hasn't been a joke. <laughs> New York in the 80s? It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just he never mentioned there was a 2016 movie. <laughs> my grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life.
I assume you're going to edit out the bits where it's just sounds. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I just didn't feel like being stopped for some reason. So, okay, so we just had given Luke his viewing of this. That looks really shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I remember thinking around when, when we're talking about today, the 2016 one came out, that obviously there's all these dudes who hadn't thought about Ghostbusters in 20 years, but because it was an opportunity to attack women were acting like it was this holy grail of cinema, that they love it, that it was their whole life, that it was a really important milestone movie, right? And this one seems like the film studio accidentally believed them. <laughs> and they're treating it like Ghostbusters was this holy grail, that it's this really serious story of, like, deep emotional well for all these people. But it wasn't just a dumb comedy that some SNL guys made. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess my take watching this is I instantly became basically pissed off. at. Uh, I mean, if it's a great movie, that's fantastic. But I'm just like, hey, they're canceling the 2016 one. Yeah. Which that, that made me. So they're, they're the not killing. The 2016 one was explicitly not in the canon of the other two, though. Right, right. But so I guess that makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. They, I feel like they didn't answer the call. Yeah, a sequel to that one would have been much better. Yeah. And a much less cowardly act. <laughs> that was the other thing. They had to toss the, that subtitle onto this one for some reason. It couldn't yeah, just it wasn't be Ghostbusters. Called that in, in, in the, the UK, it was just called Ghostbusters. It, and when it was released in America, it was just Ghostbusters. And then, um, do you know when they added the uh, answer to the call? Yeah, it was when uh, when the home video release came out to distinguish it. N not that one couldn't distinguish it when one looked at the cover, you know. <laughs> But that was, yeah, when it hit home video, when the the Blu-ray and everything came out, Answer the Call was just suddenly on it. Yeah. Anyway, for me, seeing this trailer made me, like, completely give my allegiance to the newer Ghostbusters. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, Andrew, what was your take? I know you, you're very open to new uh, projects. <laughs> uh, I mean, it... Um I'm gonna I'm gonna be there opening weekend. The thing is, I'm a fan of Ghostbusters. I'm a Ghostbuster fan, and um, to be honest with you, uh, when I had resigned myself that there would be no third Ghostbusters, um, Ivan Reitman did this movie called Evolution in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. That to me was almost like close your eyes and it could be Ghostbusters three. Yeah, I don't I, know if you guys remember that. Yeah, one. yeah, I remember, I, I remember liking that one quite well. I, maybe I went with you to see it. <laughs> it yeah, yeah, I it saw may that be. one in theaters and really enjoyed it. Well, I mean, I guess I was the age watching that that you would have been watching Ghostbusters. A little older, but yeah, mostly. yeah, right, close yeah. enough. Yeah, oh, the, it's 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 so much the Ghostbuster model. I mean, up until the point of having Orlando Jones, the black guy, Sean William Scott, David Duchovny, it was just it's it's so Ghostbuster. Uh, Julianne Moore also. It, it just. It's it, it's a, it is a Ghostbusters movie. Just it shows think, DNA, you know, right? That's the thing. There's so much DNA that fits. Like the the tech doesn't yeah. quite look the same, but it looks right. The, the uniforms are yeah. better here. Again, uh, getting the the Lego set for this Ecto One, it's actually cooler than the original. <laughs> yeah, there's a little yeah. bit of a. Yeah, I, I guess there's more of a maintenance worker vibe. They, I think they actually wanted them to look like kind of like sanitation workers or something. 
Mm. Yeah, no, an extraordinary amount of thought went into making 2016 Ghostbusters. An extraordinary amount of thought. Like it was a major, major production. And looking back on it, uh, you, you know, it it did make money. It was not a bomb, uh, but I don't see how anyone expected it to be a big hit because it's a sequel from so long ago to something that, you know, it. I don't think uh, the public really, in mass, really so cares about. Mm. Um, I, I, we're technically on the actors, so let's get to the cameos, which, uh, of course, I, they're basically like le- legitimizing cameos because they have most of the original cast just showing up to be like, hey, we're down with this movie. And I think most of them work pretty well. Yeah, I enjoyed it for actually my favorite is um, I've forgotten the real name. Which one died? Oh, Harold Ramis is. He bust. just has his bust. Yeah, yeah I he, thought that was a nice way to do it. He didn't consent to that, though. He's dead. Yeah, but still, it's just a subtle, nice, nice little thing. I love that Bill Murray shows up as dickless in this one, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and uh, going as smug as he possibly can, but he still basically playing Bankman too, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan Aykroyd was cheesy, but whatever. It's fine. Dan Aykroyd was the most like, oh, here's the cameo of the old one. Sigourney but, Weaver's yeah, was well, fantastic. <laughs> I don't even remember Cut Sigourney. scene, not cut scene, excuse me, post-credit scene. Did you get post-credits? I did in the theater, but I didn't watch it this time. Okay, she's um, she's Holtzman's mentor. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have any, any notes on those cameos, Andrew? Oh, um, well, I never write anything down when I do a podcast, but I, I mean, I'll see that. Notes, but... <laughs> I, I, I remember being satisfied with the with the the cameos, but happy that um, that Ernie Hudson's was pretty substantial. Like he gets the tag, which was <laughs> you can't stack them like flapjacks. That is hilarious. <laughs> the script is hilarious, but I also I was really happy. I love the Sigourney Weaver. Uh, line safety lights are for dudes i love um uh what is it this any pots as the, the the desk clerk or whatever oh, yeah yeah when they get to the hood that that was a yeah. blink and miss her one there but but she is in but the right she, she's standing in the right place right and it's like there's no question of who that is you know either so um yeah i mean i was i was happy with with all of that they you know they could have gone overboard with you know celebrity spots but they i, I feel like they just kind of reined it in just enough Oh, and I went to the cameos, but we forgot to talk a bit about Thor. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is so good in this. To the point that I remember uh, talking to a friend, uh, maybe a year ago, who, re- who watched this film for the first time, saying like, oh, yeah, Thor was funny, but the rest of the film wasn't. And I almost believed him until I rewatched it. I'm like, oh, no, actually, there are a lot of laughs throughout the film. But he is really good in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess his role in this is why Thor Ragnarok exists, right? Basically. <laughs> That's yeah. why we have Fat Thor now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, based, like, he does have funny moments in the first two Thor films, right? But you don't think of him as a comedy guy. You think of him as, oh, handsome leading man guy. But after this, I'm like, no, he's a comedian. He's really funny. Just his timing is perfect. <laughs> No, I I know at least in my house we do quite a bit of lines from him. <laughs> What's interesting though is uh, in the Golden Book adaptation he's left like completely out of it. Really? How does yeah. how does who does Rowan possess in the end? <laughs> they don't even. I mean, it's very very severely abridged. You know. 
Okay, <laughs> I don't see how you do that. Although I did notice writing my synopsis, I did not mention him until he gets possessed. So he's yeah. obviously not important to the story or anything. Yeah, he's not. He's just there to be funny, but yeah. it works. Because, <laughs> yeah, um, well, that's my problem when we just watched that trailer for the new one, right? Didn't look like a comedy. Yeah, there were no... This is a comedy. It's the closest thing funny. to a joke was the monologue from the original, and that's not really quite a joke. Right. <laughs> Well, it's Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman's the director of that new one. Right. As I said, I do hope to be pleasantly surprised, but the trailer did yeah, not win you, me over. <laughs> you can't really judge anything by trailers these days. Right. <laughs> like, the trailer was made by studio guys who don't get it, but that doesn't mean the film was. Okay. Um, I think that's the actor. Shall we talk about the actual ghost, bu- the, the real Ghostbusters? No, we're not going <laughs> to talk about the real Ghostbusters. Do you know what that is? I know the real <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> real- that was my Ghostbusters as a kid. I was a bit too late for the film. So. Right. Well, let's talk about the Ghostbusters that inhabit this movie. Okay? I... One of the things that really works, um, we've talked that... Fuck, shut up. <laughs> His phone turned on. <laughs> I was going to... I didn't realize you were recording. I was about to deliberately play something. <laughs> okay. I'll do it next time. Radio. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, it was about these Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh, oh. Uh, I some movies, I especially in our ninetieth Endgame reference, the here the lady shot. Right. Um, even Dark Fate, I don't think did it. I think the characters are great, but just a little bit of, especially like the promotional material. You call it the ex women. Yeah. But <laughs> this movie has none of that. They're just there. Yeah. It's like, There's really almost no reference to the fact that they are women, which is, I think, the way to do it. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> despite the fucking reaction this film got. It's not an example of, like, shoehorned in representation. Everyone feels that they're there very naturally. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is, like, like how feminism should actually be. They're just doing their thing, and it works really well. Because <laughs> um, I, I know there's, there's the, the stereotype of the... Um, the the beta male feminist that as I, that's the one that ended up screaming at this movie you know <laughs> like they they're just doing it as a as a statement and not as an actual like philosophy because this movie lives the philosophy I think uh, unless I'm wrong <laughs> no I think it is and it's very accurate um, I am married to uh, a microbiologist and so through her entire time and. Uh, as an undergrad and through grad school and then lab work and all that, I was around her and her friends who are all female scientists. And so you go to lunch with them. This is it. Like, it's very realistic. They don't just start shooting fire, do they? Yes. Oh, no. Okay. So that's accurate. <laughs> oh, it's totally accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's cool. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought there. Okay. You're so, talking about just how this film does that well. But yeah, it's... It's a fallacy to pretend that casting four men would not also be a political statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the, you know, it's generally funny. Um, there's no 
it's not like girl jokes. I mean, uh, this this is probably the highest score on the what Bechtel test is it? How do you say it? Bechtel, Rachel. Bechtel, Be- yeah, thank you. This yeah. this this must have the highest score of anything for that. <laughs> I mean, it's almost the scenes yeah. where I do talk about another guy or a joke, right? Because yeah. that's <laughs> it's always just lust enough to Kevin, right? Which, you know, he would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, this this I mean, if someone actually went and did number scores, I imagine this must be the highest one. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, The Heat is also that way, which is the movie Paul Feig did, uh, I don't know if it was right before this, but the one with uh, McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. That movie is hysterically funny, and it's just literally like a female buddy cop movie. I mean, there's no, you know what I mean? There's no statement there. It just is. I have to admit, I actually don't. I'm a little behind on my comedies because we get a lot of American movies in Japan, but usually not the comedies because they don't translate. You get them, (laughs) but they only run for like a week. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I got to see Jojo Rabbit at the theater. Right. Although that also had the Academy, you know, the Oscars. I guess. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, we don't get many comedies. Uh, The Hangover, weirdly, had some traction here. Ted did because they thought the bear was cute. Um, Yeah. I I feel like Ted, the character, is popular and none of those people have seen the film. Oh, yeah. People actually (laughs) give their kids Ted's and they have, like, T-shirts and stuff. (laughs) Which uh, seems like they'd call child services on you in America for that. (laughs) I guess the hangover would translate because it wasn't funny in English. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah, this one's quite funny. Um, maybe because I had not seen those movies, that might be why the first five minutes of this, I didn't quite click because I wasn't familiar enough with the, the strain of comedy. I think Christine Wig was who I was most familiar with here uh, because I'd seen her and stuff mm. uh, when I saw this. But, yeah, I hadn't seen many recent comedies when I saw this, so that might be why it took a few minutes for me to adapt as well. Watching it now, I recognize a lot of the smaller roles from other stuff. Mm. Like the tour guide is, um, he was one of the main guys in Silicon Valley. The villain in this, I recognize from like, he did a lot of YouTube sketches and stuff. Oh, and just last week or two weeks ago, I had mentioned uh, the Upright Citizens guy that shows up in small roles that aren't funny now. Right, right, right. Yeah, here he was in there. Oh, who was he in this? He was one of the uh, detectives, the bald detective with the mustache. Oh, him? He says something snarky, but he doesn't really make. No, jokes. I know him. He's in loads of stuff. Yeah, and he's. Oh, that's the he guy used to be. A, he used to be like a actual like on a sketch comedy show doing like funny stuff all the time, and now he shows up in these like not so funny bit parts all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I think he was even in like a Transformers. Like, yeah, 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 you know, good for him getting pay his paychecks oh, and stuff. That but that, that was that guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I, I got the name uh, Matt Wash. Is mm. his name? So I guess he plays unfunny roles in comedies yeah exactly seems to be his thing he's there to be a straight guy because i think he's the same role in like an mcu movie or something too that you know just the um the bureaucrat dude that shows up yeah (laughs) uh uh, there's also kevin mcdonald from mad tv oh oh, uh, it's right on the tip of my brain which role is he He's briefly, he's like the guy that's there when they come in. Um, he's like, you know, basically playing, you know, there's always like some like stuffy guy. Can we handle this quietly kind of guy, you know? Oh, right, right, right. When they get to the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, it was yes. McDonald. And who is the uh, Dean? He's somebody. Oh, man. He's he's a Saturday Night Live writer. He was hilarious, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, the bird, that's nice. I, I actually adapted that because, uh, you know, we teach kids, right? And uh, during yeah. snack time, I, I do it in reverse. I think his name is Steve Higgins. He's a, yeah, he's a he's a long term uh, Saturday Night Live writer. It was great. I love that scene. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I do I do all the fingers thing, you know, in stereo, all that. But the more like um, 
that that's where you give people two birds. But of course, I do the little kid version where I'm not flicking them the bird. Although in Japan, nobody cares. Um, people point to things with their middle finger. I've even started doing that. My wife sometimes like stop using that finger. <laughs> like, nobody cares in Japan. You can put, like you can like be holding a book and you're pointing to reading to the kids and I'm using my middle finger to point. Yeah, sometimes the like oh junior school kids have learned that it's rude and start doing it and I have to tell them to stop. Yeah. Or if I'm not feeling professional, then I just teach them fun ways to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Andrew, if you ever uh, if you ever do make it to Japan, you can just like let let them fly wherever they want. God, I'm sitting here thinking, hearing all of this. Clearly, this is where I was meant to be. <laughs> and now I'm thinking of Bean the movie when he first arrives and he's just flicking the bird out the window because he thinks that's how you wave in America. <laughs> and that that's how you wave in America. <laughs> that had the guy from Ghostbusters 2 in it. So everything's a circle. Yeah, yeah. That's how Andrew waves from a car. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done that here. Um, whenever we've driven to an event and like Andrew and Joe are cycling behind us, I just flipping the bird out the window. Yeah. Oh, um, when I leave, um, when I leave work Thursdays, uh, one of our coworkers uh, is Alan, our trains leave about the same time and mine leaves a minute earlier. Right. So his train has to be a little late for this, but when possible, mine's a little earlier. So I'll stand at the window, middle finger at outstretched, just looking angry as hell, looking at him <laughs> while he's on the platform. <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I can do that on a public train in Japan because nobody cares. <laughs> I have a bit you sneeze. Yeah, but usually his train, it, 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 the train comes up right when I can't do it. So his train has to be like a little bit late for me to do that. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I guess that's how it should work. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the, with the characters here again, they kind of called out their own hate with Rowan, didn't they? I mean, that's the guy that was screaming at this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching a thing like, oh, they've nailed the fucking little Reddit dweeb <laughs> goblin man. <laughs> How much of that was, like, written into this movie? Like, when they were doing the pre-production stuff, I, I think I heard that that comment was a real comment about this movie. No, I, feel, I think the character was there from the start. Right, right. right. Because... That that was not a new phenomenon for this film. No, the the bitch. But the bitch is the bus no goats that, is a real Reddit comment. Yeah, that was actually yeah, yeah. from from a comment I heard. So, um, kind of an interactive writing of the movie, I guess that couldn't have happened pre-internet. <laughs> but yeah, Rowan's character, well, legitimately very creepy because that's such a real thing. My favorite line in the entire movie is actually lost forever. We'll Guess what, what lines he's saying right now. I don't know. I like, it's not what? about soup. We you did, went silent. You said are. my favorite line in the movie and then you stopped. So we started guessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's your favorite line? Oh, it's thinking again. Oh. Well, am what, I like, back? My back? Yeah, you're back, I think. We still don't know your favorite line, though. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> are you on first? <laughs> Let's wait till the crud. We're having too much fun with this. <laughs> okay, see if you can say it. We'll see what happens. Okay. Favorite line. Oh, well, I mean, am I coming out clear or no? Yeah, yeah you're, you're fine now. We're holding our breath. Am I coming out clear or no? Yeah, yeah we're holding our breath. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. Um. All right, well... Okay, well, my favorite line for the... <laughs> My favorite line from the movie is actually in the extended version, which is my preferred version to watch. Um, and it is the scene where Rowan talks about um, the, you know, they'll return to pester the living, that, that part, you know. 
Um, but he actually says the they're the souls souls who see the world as it truly is. Uh, something about like garbage that needs to be cleaned up, and then he goes, "They're mostly dudes." <gasps> well, you're good at holding your breath, Matt. Thank you. I I bottled it like halfway. <laughs> yeah, that you had line such a long kills lead me. Up. <laughs> you had such a long lead up. <laughs> I, I was literally holding my breath the entire time. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's my favorite one. The, I didn't take a big enough breath first because I thought you were going to be quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good at holding my breath. No, but that, yeah, that's a good line. It's just that it almost killed me. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we did not watch the extended edition this time, but I have seen it. Oh, okay, I've never yeah. seen it. The dance scene is put into the proper movie in the extended version, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, when he possesses them towards the end? Yeah, possesses the National Guard. That needs to be in the movie. That actually has a narrative point. Because <laughs> in the normal cut, they just show up and everyone's frozen. You don't really you know why. You see him freeze them, but you right. don't see him do the dance. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they should have put the dance in the proper movie as they did with the extended cut. But huh. that's not I mean, it, just for me, it's just more of the funny stuff. Like, it's just more jokes, really. And that's why I, I prefer it. It's just I'm getting more of the movie that I like because it doesn't really, you know, it, it obviously could live without any of that stuff. Um, and there's an entire character that's not even in it, yeah, uh, you know, that they took out. So, you know, nobody missed him, which yeah. is, I think, really feminist and very funny. No, if if I had, you know, if I had gotten my been able to get my hands on the extended one, we would have watched that. But we didn't. So right. um, because I had the file on my wife's computer, but my wife's computer, like like blew up or something oh fun well it started making crazy noises and it didn't it's work ghost, anymore didn't it? yeah it has a good no it's a more of a rattling a mechanical rattling ghost would be more of ectoplasmic mm. <laughs> but uh yeah i lost my extended cut because <laughs> i had it digitally it's very sad Cosmic rope revolving, or fractal patterns play in scale. Life rendered in dimensions curling, iridescent vapor trails. Um, it's hard not to talk about this Ghostbusters without directly going to the design and the stuff, which we already did, but. Um, what what was the the mo here? Uh, I know you were keeping up with the production of this movie, so they just wanted it to all be accurate. They wanted it to all be like real tech, like really usable things. So they like MIT was involved. They they like really got you know, like if one were to create this, what would it need to look like, and how could one person like you know? And and they even wrote it into the script where it shows them like trying to cart that giant version of it around first. So it's so like nuts and bolts. They really wanted it to be plausible, you know? Yeah, yeah. I definitely like how in the original Ghostbusters, they mentioned the equipment is dangerous. But here, it seems yeah. really dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, oh, wait, I have to ground you first. <laughs> well, like, similarly, um, at the start of the film, they try and go to the building the original film hired, right? I'm like, no, clearly we can't afford that. And they end up above that Chinese restaurant. That's a hip pad, though. I like it. But yeah, but and then it, it works because then, like, also with the technology, it's like the original Ghostbusters seem to make it like overnight. Whereas this, it takes them a lot of effort and practice and like you say, dangerous experiments to get there. And it all just felt like 
it felt like how it would be if you tried to do something like this today. And you weren't of the generation of men who could just swan around and get away with everything. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought again. I should probably look at my notes sometimes. <laughs> the ghost designs still seem pretty true to the originals to me. Yeah, Slimer's... Uh, he looks right. He oh, sounds weird, though. The Slimer same. looked like he could legitimately be a puppet. I don't know if he was, but... How much Possibly. Did, how much practical did they do here? Uh, uh, way more than I think people realize. Yeah. Um, they, they really... They had, like... It was all, like, people in costumes and stuff. And they would just kind of, like replace certain parts of them you know right uh, or make them fly or things like that but a lot of like you know puppet on green screen or person in costume on green screen um definitely uh gertrude aldridge the the one who's you know the first one they encountered that spits the slime or whatever mm. that was like a that was like a real projectile that thing really did that to her you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Oh, that was the other thing when I, when I asked my daughter last night if she had anything she wanted to say. She's like, the white ghost wasn't scary. <laughs> she meant to that uh, state puffed. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I had to explain. Oh, that. yeah, it wasn't state puffed in this one, was it? It was just the Ghostbusters logo. No, no, no. Oh, state puffed well, No, no, there's one of the balloons is state puffed. Yeah, yeah, we see trapped state under. Yeah. Right. That's okay. true. So I had to explain, no, no, he's that, that's because he was in the original one, right? <laughs> and, he, and it was supposed to be funny because that was the first thing he thought of. But yeah, she was like, oh, that one wasn't scary. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I just realized the one you were talking about before that was red and then turned green is the one at the metal concert, right? Yes. Maybe they changed it because that would have been way too satanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we only went Satan in the toy lines. <laughs> Well, and, and I also think because of the, the, the beams that come out of their weapons or whatever uh, already being sort of like a reddish-pink color, I don't think it would have... Uh, did either of you see it in 3D in, in the theater? Oh, no. <laughs> it was amazing because... Um, and they do have this, like when you watch it on the Blu-ray, um, how the uh, the effects come like actually they, they break the matting of the film. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you notice that when you watch it, but the, they fly out of... You know, you get the the black bars on top and bottom that we, you know, used to seeing for um, that aspect ratio. If you watch it when they're shooting stuff, things are flying out of that, like they're breaking it. <laughs> That's and cool. so, it, it's amazing. And, and in the theaters, it was doing that in 3D. It was just like bananas. Like definitely that whole concert scene, and then the ending was just. It was really. I'd never seen anything do that before. It actually breaks, but it carried over into the into the, the physical release. Like, even though it wasn't in 3D, it still kind of is. <laughs> that, was, that was that was a, um, yeah, sorry with the cameos. Yeah, Ozzy's was a pretty crap one. It's like, it's like that was the most they could get out of him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, but he has a line in the extended version. Oh, they got two lines out of him. Okay. Yeah, it was so sad, short. <laughs> so Sabbath did that shit in 74, and he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, that's good. Yeah, I think I remember that. No, I just had this um, this image of them wheeling in Ozzy to the set that day and like not being able to get anything out of for like eight hours <laughs> except for the one line. <laughs> Very believable. <laughs> and I've never even seen his reality show. I'm just yeah. Heard his new album's oh. not bad. <laughs> Don't know if it's good, but it's apparently not bad. The last Black Sabbath album was pretty good. You ever hear that? I have not. I'm very out of the rock and roll realm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should listen to 70s Sabbath ahead of it, but it was, I think it's called 13. It was actually pretty good. I liked it. But uh, anyway, enough of Ozzy back to the I'll effects. listen to 1 through 12 first. 
Yeah. <laughs> I watched, I I watched it on a cell phone, so um, I think I didn't even have the black borders that I could have seen things go in and out of. So. <laughs> I, I did, but I guess I didn't notice. <laughs> um, the balloons, yeah, I assume those are practical because they look fantastic. Yeah, there's just way more. But that's kind of the way things are now with, uh, you know, um, physical effects. They blend it with digital so much that people just assume the entire creation is digital, but it's actually not. Yeah, I think we're, I, I, get, I think we've gotten past peak, you know, computer vomit stuff. Uh, usually, I mean, that t- basically tells you it's a questionable movie when you do get the, um, you know, the ending turd villain at the end of <laughs> CGI. Mm. Yeah, although you'd still be... I was watching a thing about what Marvel do, and it's insane the amount of stuff they do CG. Yeah. Because they don't have to pay them as much because they don't have a union. <laughs> <laughs> like, they would they would rather... Um, like, when Iron Man dies at the end of Endgame, they shot it with no makeup because it was cheaper to do it CG. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about this one. We've just had uh, The Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. This is not a real dog. This is Terry Notary from the... Planet of the Apes movies with dots all over them. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's difficult to find a real dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Scooby-Doo. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I think I sent you the meme I saw. I didn't even know about the movie yet, and um, someone put, like... Um, Oh, God, I shouldn't have brought it because I remember it. Do you remember me sending you a Harrison Ford meme with him and the dog? No. <laughs> it, it said something like, um, oh, like Harrison Ford just realized that he, ah, crap, I, it, uh, I'm going to edit that because I don't remember <laughs> enough of what I'm trying to talk about. Okay, Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was sent the meme by a Boomer, too. <laughs> Anyway, it was very much a conversation I'd have with my grandma. Yeah, it, it, and, then, and then the minion says, "It says my grandkids never call me." Anyway, <laughs> it's just, true because they don't. What the meme suggested using an image for that movie is that Harrison Ford has been tripping on mushrooms for thirty years, thinking that he was flying a, a Millennium Ford with a Wookiee, and it was actually just a bearded, grizzled Harrison Ford with his CGI dog. See. You know that's not the case because Harrison Ford couldn't give less of a fuck about Star Wars. I know. <laughs> See the thing recently where, like, it was like they asked him, oh, was Han a Force ghost in uh, Rise of Skywalker? He says, what the f- I don't know what a Force ghost is and I don't care. <laughs> Let me go crash out of the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> He's had, what, like five plane accidents or something? He must, yeah. It's got a plane crash fetish. Don't judge them now. <laughs> It's the only way to you can't get it up alive. unless he's going down. <laughs> this will be the Cronenberg's final film. <laughs> and that'll be the title. No, that'll be the tagline. <laughs> you can't get it up unless they can't get it up unless they're going down. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the Art Deco Hotel is cool. It's like we spend a little more time in the hotel in this movie than the original one, which isn't as Art Deco. But I did like the design I, and the ley lines thing. Yeah, they, they don't really... I always love some ley lines. Yeah, ley lines are cool. They, they, they allude to it in the original, but they don't spell it out like they do here. I was waiting to see if someone had interesting, something yeah. interesting to say. Oh, well, I would, I would just add that um, I don't think people's... Part of the people's problem is they, they can't admit that this is a better movie than <laughs> those Ghostbusters movies. I mean, two really messed up because... One, 
you know, it was a low budget movie and they, they didn't have all the effects ready and the, even the, like the first test screenings of it had no special effects whatsoever. So like, but by the time two was a thing, they really did have the money. It was a hit sequel to a hit movie. Why did they make it like that? You know what I mean? They could have, they, they, they could have been way more ambitious than they were. Um, and so this is the ultimate Ghostbuster movie, I think. And that, I, I think that, that was the thing. People just didn't want to admit this was done with way more care and taken way more seriously. Well, they're probably, you know, terrified to try anything because of the guy they cast as Vigo in Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> oh, right. Has anyone heard about that actor? No. He has, like, this insanely dark history. Huh. Like, growing up, like, as, a, like, a Nazi or something and being, like, affiliated with, like, actual murders and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember the name of the dude. But, yeah, look up the actor that played Vigo. That's some weird, dark stuff. See, when this film not originally... Going, not before going to bed, though. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's, it's noon here, man. <laughs> when this film first came out, I feel like the word on the street was, oh, it's better than two. <laughs> right? Like, the reviews were like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's definitely better than Ghostbusters 2. Maybe it's as good as the original. And then it's just after that, you know, the ship brigade has convinced everyone that it was actually terrible. <laughs> just like the last it was not a, It was not a high <laughs> bar to, to hit. Yeah, there's, there's one good Star Wars film and one good Ghostbusters film. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> but now, uh, what sealed the deal? Honestly, yeah, my daughter loved this movie, so that kind of made me like it more in the original. But uh, I feel like this trailer, the new one, sealed the deal. I'm like, oh yeah, 2016 Ghostbusters is the best one. Yeah, all right. <laughs> just, just kind of how like the Rise of Skywalker sealed the deal for me. At Last Jedi is actually the best Star Wars movie. <laughs> it is. I agree completely. <laughs> But it, it, I needed something else to like put it in its proper context, I guess. So this one is now in the proper context. Now, now that it's a lost cause. I can imagine the person who listens to this podcast, which we're releasing on April Fool's, and thinks the joke is the opinions we're expressing. <laughs> I just want to make it very clear. I genuinely do think that this is better than the original Ghostbusters, and I genuinely do think Last Jedi is the best Star Wars. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. So it sounds like we're in agreement here. This is not a fool. The fool is you thought we hated this movie and we like it. There's not like a double fool on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we do want to do a proper episode here. So, yeah. But the upcoming four films, at least one of us does genuinely hate each one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Angie, you want us to run those films by you? And it'll be a preview for our, our other listener as well. You, you I, would love, I would love to hear what those are. These are the hate ones. So on my side, we're going to be doing Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes and, um, oh God, uh, Batman and Robin. <laughs> on Luke's side, Ready Player doing... One. Oh, okay, I was going to read my own. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, yeah. it's your... Ready Player One and Dragon Ball Evolution. This is your chance. Do you want to give us a rebuttal on any of those? <laughs> uh, I have not seen all of those, um, but I did see... Luke, what was your first one? Ready Player One. Yeah, I eventually saw that. I didn't like that. Yeah. He's a gamer. <laughs> so you and I, we just didn't like it. Um, Luke has some rage hate against it, it yeah. seems, which we'll discuss in a week That's or two. It's not because I'm a gamer. It's because it's an actively evil film. <laughs> yeah, I only watched it once, and it didn't stick nope. in my brain too hard. So. And yours were Planet of the Apes and, and what? Uh, Batman, Batman and Robin. Uh, Planet of the Apes, I think just because of all the, it was the last Apes movie with all the, you know, makeup effects and stuff. Whereas, you know, all the new ones were digital, which they're fine. I love those movies. But I think when I watched the Tim Burton one, I, I, I dig on all the costumes and the effects and the score. 
That was uh, all good. I just cultures. didn't like the fact that the movie makes no sense whatsoever. But, but you know, I uh, haven't watched it. I haven't watched it since two thousand and one. I saw it opening night. I haven't seen it since. I might come oh, in and go. Hey, I really like this movie. Uh, Batman. <laughs> opening and- night, I saw Pootie Tang instead. <laughs> That's a good movie. But um, what was okay? The other one was. I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. Your other one I was went, oh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, the Clooney one. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean it's. It's a, it's a it's a toy commercial, isn't it? See, I think I genuinely like it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I I no, I do and um but I think my favorite of the Batmans is probably Batman Forever though. Yeah, same. Yeah, I like that one more than I, I I don't like I guess I don't like Tim Burton as much as some people do. Although I do like some of his movies quite well, but his Batman Oh god, he's he, he, he Mars Attacks was pretty much his movie that had the most black people in it by far yeah i love that i, mean, I love that just makes very very white movies for the most i like his stop motion the uh frankenweenie did you see the, st- the yeah. old one uh the, the the it was like a 2012 he did like oh, an no, entire i've seen f- the old short one i haven't seen the feature length. yeah that's one i've seen it, yeah the, i like that yeah but you know they were puppets instead of a bunch of white people. So yeah, I think when it came out, my wife was like, oh, "That looks too scary for our three-year-old daughter." Tim <laughs> Burton films are the equivalent of people who have no personality, so they adopt one quirk to pretend they have a personality. <laughs> there, there's Ed Wood, also probably my probably my favorite thing that he's done. Probably Ed Wood, and then uh, I always forget he's I don't involved know. in Ed Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, just starting oh. back um, on Pootie Tang a minute. Um, this is about Pootie Tang <laughs> <laughs> about about eight. So almost 20 years ago, I was, um, it was when I was in Pennsylvania, like doing a summer camp thing. And I, I, that was movie night. I put on Pootie, they were like, Matt, go run a movie. We're going to do a movie, movie night. So I read a Pootie Tang <laughs> and showed it to a bunch of kids. See, I don't know what the fuck Pootie Tang is. <laughs> okay. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that another time. <laughs> I don't think after watching it, you'll be able to answer that question <laughs> sign your pity on the run of kind I guess we're reaching the end of our Pootie Tang podcast today. I forgot. Charles Dance was in this film. <laughs> uh, carry on. Briefly, but... Was he the Columbia Dean? Yeah. Okay. What is... Is he a UK feller? Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's in, like, one of the Bonds. He's in Game of Thrones. 
He's in Golden Godzilla. Child. Golden Child. Um, yeah. Last Action Hero. Yeah, with that he, cool he, eyeball. Yeah, he's just like a villain actor. Sorry, it's just I've just noticed we've made the second Golden Child reference in like the same <laughs> month. <laughs> <laughs> And I haven't seen that movie since it was new on VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charles Dance is great in everything. I mean, he plays the same character in everything. Yeah, yeah, he's very good at it. Oh, yeah, I did the beginning of the movie. Maybe maybe one of the reasons I, it took me a few minutes to warm up is, um, you know, Luke and I teach, and they make us go stand in a room by ourselves and teach to nobody. So yeah. he's doing that in the big hall at the beginning. So Big hall. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was a bad flashback to having to train for work demos. <laughs> Go in the room and people occasionally like are looking at you talking to yourself well, or not. It's also for the first sort of act of the film, she, um, she's not like likable until she opens up to being a Ghostbuster, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of having to, you're like, oh, is she going to be like this the whole time? Yeah. But then once she becomes a Ghostbuster, she's great. Right, right. <laughs> that might have been part of it, because you're, you're supposed to like them, like you're you know, so, yeah. supposed to like them from the beginning. Although he is torturing people, like, literally, but... <laughs> you're going to say you don't really like him, either. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. People people like him, but they I guess they like to hate him. Yeah. yeah. Which is why, I mean, yeah, Bill Murray's fantastic in that. But he's fantastic in this, too, so he gets both Ghostbusters. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we do like to close down by saying, how does it hold up? And I guess... Having put on that trailer, this movie hasn't hold up, held up at all. Because <laughs> yeah. they've uh, flushed it down the crapper. Which is ironic, because it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope it gets a reappraisal when the new one comes out. Was, was, I, think, I think I actually heard this from Andrew. Was there actually an animated series for this movie? Mm, not that I know of. Okay. I mean, that would have been, been rad, but no. No, I don't think it was. Exist. Maybe there was some inkling. Okay, if, if, if you're saying no, because I, I thought I... I think there was comic books. Oh. Yeah, they IDW may have been do comic books with both sets of Ghostbusters. Maybe that's right. And they've crossed over with Transformers, which is the only reason I'm aware of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that's why I have this image of like anime-looking uh, Ghostbusters in my mind. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I should qualify that. In Japan, everything animated is anime. Yeah, I ask kids, "What's your favorite anime?" and they tell me SpongeBob. <laughs> 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 anime spongebob <laughs> which is great because fucking dweebs back home get so pissed off if you call something that's not japanese an anime yeah the, the big anime here now is uh in english they say demon slayer yeah what, do you have the japanese in- metsu no yaiba yeah because luke's actually had to work on that he's making a class out of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're going to have 10 year olds and show them that yeah i know quite They're, violent <laughs> I'm, having, I'm trying to edit around like decapitations and cannibalism and old men telling children to commit seppuku and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, really? This one? And they're like, yeah, yeah, the kids love it. We're going to sell so many lessons. I'm like, yeah, but are you sure? <laughs> like, I like it, but I don't know if this is appropriate. Again, they call child services in America, but it's popular in Japan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the we most recent one we have is called Promare or something like that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah that was a cinematic release. This, the one we're talking about is just a TV show. Yeah, I think they do show yeah. it on um, uh, Adult Swim or something in America. Yeah, yeah, because so. the, the files that I've ripped to use in my lesson will have Adult Swim as a watermark in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to try and explain to a kid at some point in the coming weeks. So. <laughs> See, in America, they don't let kids watch this. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you, though, Matt, Matty brought it up in the meeting and she was like, oh, well, you know, in Japan... This sort of thing happened a long time ago, so it doesn't bother us when we see it. And then we asked the question, is it actually legal for us to use this in class? To which uh, then our manager disappeared for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, that hadn't <laughs> occurred to anyone. 
Yeah. Now the, the the most recent feature that I would like actually went to see was actually from China. It's called The White Snake. It was an animated movie. And I was like, wow, I can't really tell you how many Chinese animated features I've seen. It was interesting. Yeah. It was good, but right. um, closing on today, Ghostbusters. If you haven't seen it. You should see it. If uh, you came here to hate it, maybe reappraise it. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two kinds of people in the world. Those we tell the fuck off and those we don't. <laughs> My kind of people and assholes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you want to give your final um, rap on this movie? Oh man, well Luke said it best, man. Fuck you, you don't like it. I mean, I, I literally, it's, it's a, it, I think I watch it often because I have to remind myself that it exists. You know? Yeah, we have, that, we have, what do you said? You had the Ecto 1 too? We got the Ecto 1 to remind me of that. Oh, I've got all the figures that, that were released for it. Um, oh, I've wow. got all the, I've got all the Funko as well. I've got the Ecto 1 from it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I got all the merch. I just I snapped it up because I knew this is it. I kn- I knew there would not be another one. I knew it. It's amazing that there was ever one to start with. So, it's yeah, it's just one of those things that I I, I put it on off and just to sort of remind me, hey, this happened. Ah. Although there is one thing I do hate here because Luke is like, oh, we have to do the musical number for this. And I was like, one, I don't actually like the Ghostbusters theme, and two, I hate the version of this movie. <laughs> when they're first got. Fallout Boy and, and Missy Elliott. Yeah, <laughs> there, there is a really good song though in it. Um, it's called "Good Girls" on the soundtrack. I love that song. No, I most of the soundtrack the is art. fine, but I just hate the version of the Ghostbusters theme in this. I was like, just don't have it at all, people. Well, I, they occasionally they use it, just like stings from it and stuff. That works. Fine. Oh, that's fine. Near the just end, don't they have do a little their swell. own stupid version of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. like, then when they do the creepy little piano version, I like that. <sighs> I, I can't c- completely throw part two under the bus because I, my favorite Ghostbuster theme is actually to the Bobby Brown song. <laughs> yeah, I remember that video. That That's a good. great, that is an awesome song. Yeah, that was fine. I mean, it's not like, it's like, no, I screwed up the song. Oh, it's not hard. I mean, I don't know. I never actually liked the original theme that much, to be honest. Oh, um, I just, I was going to mention a while back when I first was taken to the theater to see the original Ghostbusters in 1984, um, I ran out when the library ghost came out. <laughs> and my it's dad scary yeah and then I, I and then and then i don't think i came back in that day i had to watch it you'd have only been like day. five or six right yeah yeah <laughs> i was i was obsessed with the ghostbusters to the extent that uh i were, had it recorded on audio cassette and i would listen to it um when i while i slept yeah. so that i could memorize it like a foreign language no same here i steeled myself in the week after running out of the theater and saw it the following week uh, I went for round two because I wanted to see it. So <laughs> nice. I was very well obsessed. <laughs> Just had a remembered a story from my family. Um, my uncle, no, my auntie once walked in on my uncle emptying the fridge because he'd planned to get inside it and wait for her so that he could go zoom. <laughs> <laughs> But she just walked in on him taking all the food and shells out. Lucky, because he he may have not been able to get out. Yeah, he may have just not... What if that was how my uncle died? He got in a fridge so he could say zoom. That's what I'm saying. He may well have been. Maybe it would have been a real ghost then. Yeah. Oh, um, hey, Andrew, you got anywhere people should go? I guess that in America they're staying in their house at the moment, but uh, they can go somewhere online to find some gonzerific stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our new, our latest film, Bad Girl Dracula, is available on uh, Amazon Prime and Amazon UK. I'm not sure where else, but yeah, you can watch that one. And especially for the Americans listening, you don't have anywhere else to go, so you might as well watch. There's, is it all? Is did you make all three into a feature? Or is it just the first one? Yeah, yeah. It's um, what what happened was we spent about three years making the whole thing, and um, they're interconnected with the story. So it's like Bad Girl Dracula and the Vampire Master recounting their adventures, and there are three of them, and each one sort of like progressively sexier and bloodier. Does not appear to be on Japanese Amazon Prime at this time. I have seen oh, some man. of the stuff on Japanese Amazon Prime. Though. I've seen some of your yeah, stuff so, before. <laughs> on Japanese yeah, some, Amazon of, some of it is. Uh, Space Boobs in Space was. Yes, yes. I haven't. That one seems gone from regular Prime, though. It's weird how these movies just kind of, yeah, and they change the rules yeah. every other week, don't they? <laughs> they do, and the, the amount of money that they were paying us for the streaming per minute has gone down significantly <laughs> <laughs> yeah well unfortunately we just do this podcast for the hell of it so <laughs> yeah i've almost got enough patreons on my other podcast now that it's not costing me money <laughs> <laughs> and, and what podcast is that oh, okay yeah that's uh, luke loves pokemon you can find that go on twitter search luke loves pkmn it's nothing like this one right <laughs> and that does music which you can find by going to bandcat Roving Sage. Roving Sage Media. Bandcamp.com. I was going to say, I was just sitting here thinking about what music I'm actually going to put in this episode, and then I'd be like, oh, it's from this album, but I don't know yet. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, Andrew, thank you for joining us this late evening in your case. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bed directly. Radio. <laughs> okay. This has been Matt. This has been Luke. And as the Ghostbusters would bust a ghost out of a sci fi sanctuary, you should. What? I don't know. I was trying. I was trying to riff, and it yeah, didn't work. Yeah, uh, don't get the fuck out. <laughs> <sighs> but don't get the fuck out. Stay in your house. Oh yeah. You're Otherwise, you're gonna get house. shamed on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you will get the fuck out of the metaphorical sanctuary. You see. Yeah. It's a metaphorical sanctuary, so you can still be in your house and get the fuck out of the sanctuary. Oh yeah, you should definitely do that. Okay. Later. <laughs> Cosmic rope revolving, 
or fractal patterns play in scale. Life rendered in dimensions curling, iridescent vapour trails. We are truly all immigrants, on this earth plane so very dense. We are all nomads so divine, springing over your garden fence. Tangled contradictions ever tumble, in algorithms of the cipher. Overhead seas of heaven do they rumble, in the garden of the piper. Vampires, grass and sand. It is you enjoy, I do adore. 